You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So we're going to continue. We started last week. We did two parts. Your kingly identity. I want to build on that this morning. And let's see how the Lord will lead us. But I'm excited because I know that uh, the more the kings we have, <laughs> ha, the more we'll see heaven manifest. Amen. And the more we'll stop the enemy. Yes. Amen. The more we'll stop the enemy. Um, Apostle Taylor was saying in his book, he said when he met one of the visitations he had with Jesus, he asked Jesus, why is it that why is it that the church today is not walking in the kind of power that the early church walked in? And Jesus said to him, you guys, you've left the message. He said, you're not preaching what I preached. So because you're not preaching what I preach, you cannot see the result we saw. Isn't that interesting? There are a lot of fancy things to preach. Make no mistake about that. But he says he can only, um, he can only back what is preached. He only confirms his word. So it's the word that we preach that gets confirmed. Are you getting my point? It's the word we preach that gets confirmed. So if you preach, um, what is it? Give me one of those nice topics. Prosperity. Prosperity. Okay. If we preach prosperity, that's what God will confirm. But there, there, there are places where prosperity won't help. Are you getting my point? Amen. Prosperity is good, but it's limited. It's limited. Hmm? What else? Ah, you guys. Seem as if you don't listen to messages. <laughs> yeah. But that's the truth. Hmm? So I believe that as we continue to, 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 to press in as we contend we are going to begin to see God confirm his word in our lives. Yes? Amen. So I want you to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are a king. Yes. And I've shown you from the scriptures. Maybe we should start from there. Let's go to Revelation chapter 1. This has been our text there. Eh? Revelation chapter 1, and um, we'll read from verse, verse 4. Um, where did we read from? I'm trying to open my Bible. This Bible is very tired. 
It's older than all my children. <laughs> so it's a grandfather Bible. <laughs> it doesn't move fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Verse 4, Revelation chapter 1. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Notice there, he's a ruler. Yes? Jesus is a ruler over the kings of the earth. It might not appear so, but eventually we will make it real. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. It's amazing that his love for us made him to wash us. <laughs> yes? Yeah. Because of his love for us, he sent Jesus to shed his blood, to wash us from our sins. Okay? And he did not just leave us there. I'm telling you the new birth is about kingship. It's about kingship. Yeah. So he didn't just save you so that you can go to heaven. Yeah. He saved you. You were reborn so that you can be a king like him. Does that make sense? And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. It's interesting that this is how John's first encounter begins. Yeah. First thing Jesus decides to, to establish is our kingship. So, your, your sins are forgiven. Praise God. But now, you need to know who you are. You need to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, the devil will give you an identity. And unfortunately, many of us have been living in the reality of the identity that the enemy gave to us. Instead of living in the identity that God gave to us. You see, it's in God's scheme of things, being is more important than doing. So you need to be first so that you can do. But if you start by trying to do first, You'll never get it right. 
Are you getting my point? Yeah. yeah. So your identity must be established first. And it's on the strength of your identity that you now begin to act. So many times people are trying to act in order to establish something. But they don't realize that they need, first of all, to be established in who they are. Because who you are is what enables you to do what you are supposed to do. Yeah. So, the most natural place for you, the most natural identity for you is rulership. Amen. You were born to rule. <laughs> I think some people are not convinced about this. Can you turn to someone and say, did you hear what he said? He said that you were born to rule. Okay. You were born to rule. Yeah. So if, if, if we are all born to rule, and we don't know we are born to rule, can you see what... I mean... It just gives the enemy an advantage. Yeah, our ignorance is what empowers him. He needs your ignorance in order to progress. But when you know who you are, huh? you know what God has done, and you stand. Take a stand. You find out that you can do great things because of that identity. Yeah. So identity is vital in God's scheme of things. You must know who you are. If you don't, you'll be living a life you were not born to live. A lot of times you listen to motivational preachers or speakers, sorry. Um, they talk about your self-esteem. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to, you need to have a, a self-esteem. You need to believe in yourself and all of that. Listen, if you don't have the right image, mm. huh? even if you believe in yourself, and that self is the wrong self, Where will it take you? Yeah. So believing yourself is not the issue. The main thing is, who are you? Mm. Who are you? It's a question of identity. Jesus said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Matthew 16. And then it's interesting the different identities that society had for Jesus. (laughs) Who do men say that I am? Some say 
You are John the Baptist. Some say Jeremiah. Some say one of the prophets. Hmm? Let's read it. Matthew 16, 14. Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, question, is that his identity? But that's popular opinion. So the opinion poll is not necessarily right about you. Glory to God. Just hit your chest. Say, popular opinion is not my identity. identity. Hallelujah. Say, my identity does not come from the public. So it doesn't matter what people think about you. Don't, Don't allow that move you. You know, some people are so stressed trying to manage what people think about them. You know that that's a fruitless exercise. For God's sake, how can you control what people think about you? Where do you want to start from? Huh? Just ignore what they think. Right? And continue to consolidate who you are. Amen. Hmm? Let's read on. Then, what happens? He said to them, but who do you say that I am? What have you been able to really identify me? Everybody has his own opinion. Hmm? Your colleagues have one thing to say. Your family, extended family have one thing to say. Come on. Your schoolmates have something else to say. Your neighbors have something else to say. Your boss has something else to say. That's not you. Are you getting me? Your opinion about me is not me. Can we settle that? Yeah. So what you think is immaterial in God's scheme of things. And this was the time that Jesus now, I mean, then Peter spoke. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Say identity. Identity. True identity. True identity. Yeah. So, Peter, by revelation. So in other words, it takes revelation for you to know who you are. It takes revelation. It's your father that defines you. It's not life that defines you. It's not your bank account that defines you. Are you getting my point? Your bank account is not your identity. 
It's good to have a fat bank account, but that's not your identity. If you, if you, if you build on that, you are making a big mistake. Yeah. Even your qualifications are not your identity. Yeah. It's just to help you in this part of eternity. To navigate the system of the world. But if you put your faith in that, you're making a big mistake. Okay? You get all you can, but make sure you're established in your true identity. Then Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you. Come on. <laughs> you know, when you get it right, there's a blessing that comes with that. Amen. There's a blessing that goes with that. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Hmm? So Jesus knew that this is from heaven. This particular revelation came from heaven. Peter was able to access the heart of the Father. And then he appropriately, accurately discerned who Jesus was. And Jesus was impressed. This was not a product of research. Huh? He said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. It is not from Google. Huh? It's not from Google. Ah. It's not from, from the dictionary. It's not from the press. Because the press missed it. See, all those first ones, you know, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, that's the press talking. Huh? That's the press review or press, you know. So that means that we cannot even trust the press. We cannot trust what people are saying. We need to hear what God is saying. Amen. What is God saying? And that's what I'm telling you this morning. He is saying that you are a king. Amen. You are a king. Amen. You were born to rule. That's your identity. So, when you start operating in your identity, you know what? The enemy will be so miserable. He'll be so miserable. Why? Because as a king, there is what you carry. There is what that identity brings. It's what that identity brings. Why is it that after, G after Peter said this, Jesus said to him, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Why did he, why did he say it at this time? Because it is linked to the revelation. 
So when your identity is revealed to you, there is what it brings into your life. There's a kind of authority it brings into your life. There's a kind of power it brings into your life. There is how it enables God to build in your life. So, even when, you, when, when things are revealed to you, I have news for you, the enemy doesn't like it. He likes to fight it. Yeah, I remember some time ago, my wife had some, some serious revelations. <laughs> you know, some serious revelations, encounters, whatever. And Pastor Sam said, he's coming. The enemy is, is coming. For this revelation you got, he's going to attack you. <laughs> Say, huh? Why? Because he, he doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to see. Why? Because if you see and you know, then he's powerless. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. So because of that, he would prefer that you are just religious. Just play church. Come on, have fun. Come on. Yes? Sing, dance, and hear nothing. Hmm? That's why some people, when they sit in church, the enemy doesn't want them to hear the message. Why? Because he doesn't want them to have a revelation. Oh, you don't know. It's real. The moment you sit down, then, you know, oh, this person is calling, this person is, ah, you know, this, this, this. Different things. Calling for your attention. And then some people, because they are not really well informed, they just attend to all those things. Hmm? Or sometimes when you are about to come to church, especially when there's going to be something significant, something happens. Huh? That uncle just, he lands in the morning. Hello, I'm at the airport. Can you come and pick me? Huh? Tell him to Uber. Let him Uber to church. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just run up at the moment you're about to enter into something. You need to learn to read things. Things don't just happen. Things are well orchestrated in the spirit. Huh? I like to read things. There are some people I notice that when there are certain significant things are about to happen, they show up. So the moment they show up, I am on the... Immediately I put my guard up. Yeah. A king cannot just be walking like, you know, just for things to happen. No, no, no. He wants to control things. 
So everything is a coincidence. Why? No, it shouldn't be. If he is Lord, huh? And you've given him rule over your life, then know that the enemy would want to challenge that. And that's why the moment Peter got that revelation, Satan came and gave his own revelation. Give Peter his own revelation. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Jesus said, flesh and blood do not reveal this to you. My father in heaven. Immediately Satan came. He said, tell him he's not going to die. And Jesus begins to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to suffer so many things. And I'll go to the cross. I'll die. And all that. Jesus Peter t- takes him to the side. Come, 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 come. Say, never say that again. <laughs> I just respect you. I don't want to say it in front of the rest. Hmm? This is between us. Don't say it again. What is happening? Satan has crapped him. Immediately. When there is a revelation, when there are things that begin to open up, he responds. It's a spiritual principle. So, but many Christians, they, they are not aware, so they are like surprised. Ah, but I thought it was God that did this. Yes, it's God. But there is an enemy. So he will want to challenge your identity. Okay? And you need to be aware of that. You need to be aware of that. God wants to do great things in this land and in the nations through us. But he needs kings that he can work through. He needs kings that he can rule through. If Jesus is the king over all the kings of the earth, how is he going to do it? He's going to do it through you and I. Through you and I. Do you know that huh? the kingdom of God is not an earthly kingdom, but make no mistake about it, it has power over the earthly kingdoms. Amen. It has rule over earthly kingdoms. As a matter of fact, if you look at your Bible, you'll find that there were people, even though the Bible doesn't say there were kings, but let me give you an example. Abraham. Huh? God says kings will come out of you. Now, if I say to you, you are going to give birth to a king, what does that make you? Less than a king? No. Yeah. It's kings that give birth to kings. So that should tell you that Abraham's rank in the spirit is beyond just a king. Yeah, he's rank in the spirit. Because kings come out of him. When God said, kings will come out of you. God was speaking, he could see David inside. He could see Jesus inside. Hallelujah. He could see Solomon inside. And he could see you and I inside. Kings will come out of you. 
So that immediately establishes his, his identity in the spirit. And that's why God will rebuke kings for their sake. Abraham was not... How, an ordinary man cannot have his own army. He armed his own trained servants. It's kings that have armies. Are you getting my point? So you, the, when you read the scripture, there are things you can... It, the, the scripture doesn't have to say everything black and white. Like, I mean, um, what's the word? Okay. It doesn't have to clearly state certain things. There are things that are inferred. There are things that you need the eye of the spirit. By implication, it means this. So that's an example. He was not an earthly king. But make no mistake. He was above earthly kings. That's your father, Abraham. You cannot be less. That's just what I'm trying to say. Even before Jesus came, God had kingship in him. Are you getting my point? Should I give you another example? I'll give you another example. Jeremiah. I have placed you above nations. How can you be above a nation? If God is placing you above a nation, what does that mean? The king is under you. It's simple logic, right? God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1. Come on, where is it? Let's is it is it there? Somebody is sleeping. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 10. It says, See. Ha. I have this day. Why is God saying see? Because it's not obvious. It is not obvious. Okay? So God says, see, this day, I have this day set you over the nations and what? Over kingdoms. The kingdoms. Now, if God has set him over the nations and over the kingdoms, what does that tell you? king is under him. So that means he's an emperor. That's his status in the spirit. So Julius Caesar was not the only emperor. Huh? That, that it was a, 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 a physical, worldly emperor. Hmm? Alexander the Great. Huh? But in the kingdom, my goodness, some people are emperors. Amen. So, so by implication, Jeremiah 
was above kings and those nations. That's his rank in the spirit. So, and God was trying to help him to see. Even though you are walking, you know, and they even arrested him. Come on. They locked him up. They persecuted him. His rank in the spirit was above them. So, where are you in the spirit? Where are you located? (laughs) He raised you up and seated you in the heavenly places. What do you think that seat is for? Why would he Take time. Huh? Where is it? Ephesians chapter 2. Raised you up and seated you above principalities, above powers. What does that tell you? They are under you. In Christ. who you are. It's a ruling position. Hmm? So if Jesus has rule over them, he says in 1 John chapter 4, um, that as he is, so are we. So if Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, that he has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Huh? Yes. And Christ is the king over all the earth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then 1 John chapter 4 says, as he is, so are we in this world. Yes. Not in the world to come. In this world now. You better know your identity. So that the devil does not harass you. He does not pry on your ignorance. So in other words, kings sometimes can just wake up and say, no, I don't want that today. (laughs) That's all. You just need to speak. The problem with many Christians is that they beg. They don't speak. Please, leave me alone. Please, I don't like it. That's a child talking. Hmm? I don't like it. uh. (laughs) You better get up. And take your staff of authority. Take your staff of authority. Huh? And begin to exercise authority. But it starts with a revelation of who you are. My Lord, may the Lord help us to know who we are. 
So when things, when you see things going out of order, what do you do? You speak. As a king, first of all, the scripture shows you that you have a seat of authority. Okay? Your position, even though you are seated here in front of me, spiritually, you are seated right up there. You are seated right up there, spiritually. And you need to meditate on this until it becomes real to you. It has to become real to you. Okay? Because kings must, beyond a shadow of a doubt, know who they are. Have you ever seen people that are in power, how they, how they walk, how they move? You notice the kind of confidence they have? Huh? If you've been around those people, even though some of, a lot of them, they are not even kings. They are just people that have position. Yeah? <laughs> it says managers. <laughs> yeah. But you see, when they walk, in, when, when, when they walk, it's like, you need to acknowledge me now. I'm here. Huh? They walk like that. You know, a, a king is higher than a president, right? Yes. Because kings don't get voted in. They don't, they, they don't get voted. Presidents are voted. So they can vote a president in and vote him out. But a king, he's born. You were born a king. Born a king. Amen. Amen. You were not voted. Yes. There were, nobody's opinion was sought. Amen. Are you getting my point? Amen. God did not seek anybody's opinion before he made you a king. Amen. So if he did not seek anyone's opinion to make you a king, that means people's opinions are immaterial. God won't look at somebody's, you know, and sample opinions. Uh, what do you think? How is uh, King Irene doing? <laughs> no, he won't do that. He won't do that. It doesn't matter what they think. Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Whether you like her face or you don't, she's a king. Yeah. And when she shows up and she exercises her authority, you better respond. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. Because heaven is behind her. Yeah. Heaven is backing her. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to establish, to be established in this understanding. And you must never be inferior anymore. I banish every spirit, every inferiority spirit, every false identity in the name of Jesus. I cast it out of this place, out of your life. 
you will never see yourself below whom God has made you. Yeah. So don't allow anyone to harass you. Just advise them. Be my friend. Because I move with angels. And powerful angels. Angels that fight. One of them took out a hundred and eighty something thousand people in one night. Wiped them all out. So I have a few of them. So because of that, be careful. So advise them. Okay, just tell them, look. It's, it's going to be good. So just, if you're my friend. It's <laughs> so I'm not going to do anything. I'm just advising you so that things will be good for you. Are you getting my point? Yeah, why? Because that's who you are in the spirit. It's amazing. that Jesus actually died so that you can be a king. So you can see that it's more than just salvation. Yes. Salvation is one aspect. But he wants you to walk the way he walked. Amen. You know that, uh, I don't remember the scripture, but in, I think it's in Proverbs or, or Ecclesiastes. It says, the eyes of the king. When the eye, the king looks, is evil just runs away. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so when you get into your kingship, just your look produces results. Before you even open your mouth, you just look. Ah. Hmm? You want that scripture? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. It's there. I just don't remember where. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord, for making me a king in your kingdom. Amen. This is a Proverbs 20, verse 8. Proverbs 20, verse 8. Look at it. Let's see. My Lord, a king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. <laughs> Come on. Hello, can you see that? <laughs> Saying there are levels. Yeah, there are levels. So when you are sitting on your throne, of judgment. You just need to look. And then you scatter everything. That's why we need to be established in these things. There's power in your kingship. And that's why Satan doesn't want you to know these things. But it's too late. Amen. It's too late. Scatter. Aren't you surprised that Jesus will just be walking? Wow. He's just walking and then they say, oh, Son of David! Mm-hmm. Je- 
Israel, son of David, have you come to destroy us before our time? I adjure you by God not to destroy me. <laughs> That's a demon. Huh? Why? The king is around. Why would a demon address him, king of da- uh, son of David? Huh? Any phone that rings must be put into the offering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) It's important for you to meditate on these things I'm saying. There's more to it. It's like everywhere I look in the scriptures, I just keep seeing these things. And I'm amazed. I'm amazed that we are not told. We're not told these things. No wonder we're so weak. We're so weak. But things are changing. Amen. Amen. So as a king, you have power over the enemy. You have power over the devil. You have power over circumstances. You have power over sin. Do you understand me? Yes. You have power over situations. That's why Jesus was never stranded. Even when they didn't have money, they came to them for tax. Judas had had, uh, (laughs) chowed all the money. And they came to ask for tax. <laughs> Jesus said, Peter, just go to, the, go to the river. Just catch one fish, open them out. He didn't pray. He didn't pray. He just spoke. Go and catch the fish. Open the mouth. Bring the coin. So you can just wake up one day and just say, um, yeah, just go. Go out, turn left, and then right, and then left again. At the top, you see one car parked there, just bring it. <laughs> yeah. Just bring it. If anybody asks, tell them that the king needs it. You better know, you better be sure before you do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's how Jesus operated. And we can operate in that dimension. It's part of your kingship. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand up. Time is gone. Why don't you talk to the Lord? Tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you.
Thank you for making me a king. Thank you, Lord. My kingly identity. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. As a king, you have power over demons. You have power over demonic entities. As a king, you have power over sickness. You have power over disease. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Say this after me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I receive your word right now. In the name of Jesus, I ask for a revelation of my kingship. Open my eyes, open my understanding. Give me more insight into my kingship. In the name of Jesus, help me, Lord, to be fully established in my kingship, in my kingly identity. I refuse to allow public opinions to move me. Help me, O oh God. Strengthen me in this area. In the name of Jesus, I receive fresh insight. I receive this ministry has fresh come to revelation from every nation midrate. Of my For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrate.org.